What is up, everybody? Happy Sunday night. I feel like it's been a while. Also, happy Sunday. Well, I don't know. That doesn't sound the same. I'm getting the Sunday scariest. Not ready for Monday. I, ho I hope most... Listen, none of us are, so let's just come and enjoy this uh, little time with us. We'll uh, we'll postpone the Sunday scaries for you a little bit. Postpone them. It's a lot better transition. Yeah, we can't take them away, but we'll postpone them. So we'll do our so, best here. Hope you guys have had a good weekend. Um, if you got to go to the Orange and White game, hopefully you didn't get too wet. Um, it, I mean, hey, it ended up being a good weekend for it. If you um, are in College Station, on your way back from College Station, I don't know how many of all fans made the trip. But if you got to go, I hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was a good time. At least, you know, Tennessee gets the series win. That's the most important piece. Um, and then besides Friday night, looked like good weather there too. So it's been a good weekend. Good weekend overall. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, good, good. Uh, I, I, you know, as far as sports goes, there's not a ton going on. I mean, listen, we're going to talk about the orange and white game, but you can't, you can't that much. Um, so we'll, we'll talk as much as we can about uh, what you get, what you got to see, and kind of uh, what Tennessee's gonna get ready for this fall. Um, get best I can put it that way. Uh, also talk about you know QB situation. Of course, that's the big talk of the town. Um, plus, maybe an addition. Uh, we'll also, of course, wrap up the uh, Texas A&M series. Tennessee gets a. I, what's a what's a good baseball term for just a shit ton of runs? <laughs> Um, hitting barrage. Okay, hitting barrage. I like that. So, or, uh, I, I like the nuke party, baby. Oh, That's is that was. is that like where did you get that? Is that off the top of your head? Is that a tweet? What? No, it's just like yeah, off the top, off the top of the dome. Uh, okay, yeah, I like it. That's what it felt like, just dropping <laughs> bombs in A and M. Right. I mean, they thought it was the Alamo, right? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but thank God Tennessee came to to clean that exactly, up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, good thing. Good thing some volunteers were there. Um, all right, guys. I'm ready to go. Hey, we got most important and fail of the week. Hey, make sure you drop questions in the chat. Get going. We want to talk about what you talk about. We already got Dave Roberts in here telling us go Vols, go Vols, of course, and always. And I actually kind of want to talk about like the volunteer because a lot of. I mean, we'll get into it. I'm sure with spring game um, or maybe even fail of the week. I don't know if that's on your if what I'm talking about is on your docket. Um, but Tennessee fans are special. And I want to get into that a little bit and like why we're passionate, why I'm passionate, and why maybe sometimes we tweet the things we do. So I yeah. want to talk about that. Um, first, tell us where you're listening from. Landon's going to tell you guys about the people that make this show possible. Yeah, guys, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Um, they do an awesome job of making this show possible. And here is a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Shout out to Blue Water Climate Control. Shout out to all you guys listening and that will be listening. Um, hey, drop us, drop in the chat. Tell us where you're listening from. Enjoy the uh, the intro courtesy of some legendary balls, and we'll see you guys on the other side. Get the show going. Mm. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh. 
them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, April 25th. Hope everyone's doing well. Landon, we missed you this week. We missed all of you all this week, but Landon, we missed you this week. Uh, hope everybody's doing good. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, I was thinking about it today. I was like, man, it's been a whole week since we've done a show. It's weird. Been very weird. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, hey, just like the Vols, <laughs> we're back. We're so back. we're going to, hey, and listen, we know it's not perfect. We know, you know, and I saw a lot of people like making fun of like, people getting excited about the orange and white game. And to an extent, I certainly understand because we know what the orange and white game is. It's a, it's a glorified, I mean, it's a, it's practice. It's a scrimmage and it's hard to get talked about it. Exactly. And I've been saying it for, I mean, I've been saying it for probably two years now. It needs to be that you need to be playing. I think all across the country fans from all different schools would get a lot more excited if they, if you were playing someone in another Jersey. And I don't mean like an orange versus white. I mean like, Tennessee versus Tennessee Tech, like some an opponent. Yeah, um, I think that would definitely be more interesting. But um, yeah, it's I think it's a long ways away from that to happen. But tell me, tell me this: why? What's the difference? Because you, when you play those games, anyways, aren't you like, hey, we're we don't want to play start like we want starters to play first half, and then we want to start rotating guys. Like that's the goal, anyways, right? Wasn't that pretty much your goal? Yesterday, too. Yeah, but there's that little tiny chance that you lose. And so you can't go to a spring game <laughs> thinking you might lose a game. What's, hold, hold on, hold on. So there is that. You're right. There is that tiny chance. You're not wrong. Would you rather lose in April or would you rather that tiny chance exist in October or, you know, August? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a good point. But, you know, if you're if you're losing to – if you lose a game to ETSU in, in the spring, you're probably going to lose a lot more in the fall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it, you can't argue with that. But at the same time, if you're going to lose them in April, you might lose to them in August too. I just think you're not going to lose. Like, how many times does an FCS opponent beat a Power Five team? Right. Like, yeah. not often. It, it. No one wants to watch the FCS game, but FCS team play a Power Five anyways. Pay them five hundred thousand dollars to come play you in April. Make every, you get your guys' experience still. Just, just do it. Like I, I just don't. I would, get it. I would like to know the logistics. Like how much you'd have to pay them. Like, like would would an ETSU or somebody like that be even interested in, in coming? Oh, it's it's got to be all about money now, right? Yeah, I, I agree. But like, is is that a another chance for your guys to get hurt? Like Tennessee is. I mean, they're injured. You know, look at oh. their front seven. They're injured. So I mean, I don't know if you know. Would it, would it would those guys play against ETSU or, or because it's you know basically practice? Would they sit that out too? Would it maybe okay? Yes, I mean yeah, you're gonna have guys that are gonna sit it out for sure. Mm-hmm. But 
if you look at Power Five, most of the time your walk-ons, preferred walk-ons, they were they would have been scholarship guys at that level, anyways. So your matchup wise, talents. If you're playing a walk-on, you got to think it's not like you're playing a walk-on against Alabama. <laughs> so you're not as worried. You're going to play your starters. ETSU is going to want to rotate guys in too because it's right. a, you know it's a spring scrimmage. They want experience. I think you could run it like you did yesterday, and it's a you know it's a fairly quick game. I mean, shit, they're ejecting guys anyways. If they're going to call like a scrimmage, you might as well run it back. But, I mean, you know, you play like a normal game in the first half. You run and clock in the second half. Again, you keep guys injury-free, things like that. I think if you did it, yes, the score obviously would – there's going to be coaches that would hate it because of that potential to get beat. But if you're going to get beat in April, you were going to get beat in August. It's rare it's ever going to happen. I mean, would you rather – I mean – I know a lot of people – I left yesterday going like, God, that defense is rough. I mean, I would have done the same thing against if they had played UTC. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be cool. I think it would be more interesting. I feel like this – like the spring game, is it even really a spring game? No. Anymore? I mean, like like you said, it's it's practice and it's – it's basically a homecoming practice is, is what it is. You yeah. Know, you, got, you brought some excitement. You got some VFLs back that – um, you know, maybe you haven't been back in a while. Josh Dobbs, Kamara, you know, some of those guys were back. That that was cool to see. And it was a chance for the fans to get back in the stadium. And, you know, some of them haven't been back since, you know, two years ago. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think – yeah, and I think, honestly, I think a, an actual game would make that an even more – a better environment because you're – now it doesn't seem like they're coming back. And, and you know, I bet some guys were only there for – 25 minutes of actual gameplay, if that. You know, like they were there for pictures, were there to meet the coaching staff, maybe meet the guys before the game, and then peaced out. Like, so if you add in an, an opponent at a 4 p.m. kickoff, well, first off, you're getting a lot more than 30,000 people there. Right. I mean, you had like 85 for Chattanooga after losing to Georgia State and BYU two years ago. So if you have – I mean, if you have that gap, I, I don't know. I just think it would be a cool experience. I think, I think college football needs to look – I mean – you you know my thoughts on how stupid the Power Five and the you know Group Five and the FCA like the whole system I think is just incredibly stupid. The NCAA like a lot of people are like, well the NCAA usually gets football right. No, they have football all wrong in my opinion. Like it's set up so terribly. So I think I think it'd be a great thing for Power Five schools. Like I think this should be the only time they're allowed to play FCS schools. Yeah, I think that would that would be cool because like you're you're not really saturating the market. No. Um, if, if you will, like, I, I think more FCS teams would be like, yeah, we'll come play you in a spring game, but we're not going to go get our brains beat in and, and the fall. Yeah. And, and if, if I'm an FCS team, that's what I would do instead. Right. Of that. How many, t- I mean, how many games do they normally, do they normally play to power five? Like, cause normally that's a close to depending on the team, but that's a million dollar check. Right. So I don't know what that would be in the spring. Cause you know, ticket sales aren't gonna be the same. Things are obviously aren't gonna be the same. So like how much money would they, it would, I just think it's something that they need. People need to look into. If you want to pretend spring football matters, make it kind of like, make it matter in the sense of like, go really challenge your guys. Like go really see what, you know, cause game day, you know, games are different than that. They're very, very controlled scrimmage that you did yesterday. I mean, less controlled than, uh, some of these scoring systems, but uh, you know, fairly controlled scrimmage. Um, so I, yeah, I think if you want to be competitive, you want to play. You don't want to play your teammates. You've been play, you played them for. Uh, I think Tennessee only practiced thirteen times this year. It's normally fifteen, right? 
Yeah, something like that. So you've 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 played them for 15 practices now at this point. You want you want to go and hit somebody that's not mm-hmm. you know the guy sitting next to you in your lock in the locker room. Yeah, I think it'd be a little bit different probably from coach to coach just because, like, this is a new staff coming in, so they probably want all the time they can with with their guys. Um, But, yeah, I would like to see, you know, maybe something. I do think it was a lot better. You know, he he, Heupel's not the salesman that Bush Jones was, but the scoring system is – even though we couldn't get it right, you know, even though the score wasn't right on the scoreboard, at least it was (laughs) – At least it was was. – at least it was something that you could follow, whereas Butch Jones was just like he was the only person in the world that understood that. I don't know if I don't know if he understood it. I think he was just like, yeah, give one point here, and then uh, two and a, two and a half. Oh no, three and a half points there. I, it was madness. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, we don't have decimals. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just I guess it's a competitor to me. It'd be fun. We're gonna steamroll that. We'll um, pitch the idea. Um, you know, Chris brought it. It hadn't been a it hadn't been a real game in years. I don't yeah. see. I thought I remember going to games when I was little, and it, at least I mean I was little, so I felt like a real game. So does it? I guess that's the question. Does it feel we need to get like a ten year old just ask him? Do you think that was a real game? And if they say yeah, then we're good and move on. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the telltale sign. Um, but I mean, overall, seemed like I, you can't get to it. That's what sucks. Is like, I, I mean, if we had gone out there and we had seen. I mean, I guess you did see a lot of points, but I mean, seeing the defense flying around, I mean, you just, you still got to walk away and go, it was the orange and white game. <laughs> yeah. Cause you can get, dissect just about every position, but when you really get down to it, you're like, you know, who, who did, cause the, the, I mean, let's look at, let's look at the, the player of the game yesterday. It was Jack Jancic. And I didn't even, a lot of people didn't even know Jack Jancic was on this team. I did not know that he was on this team. I'd like to start with that. But I would like to also point out that when he was at Catholic, I said he was the best player on Catholic's football team. Yeah, he was. So I had no clue he was on campus. But, I mean, he beat. he's the reason they beat Brentwood that year. It was a really, really great game. He's yeah. the reason they won. Put him in. I mean, if you, want, if you want to win, put Jancic in. It's that simple. Exactly. Put 22 in, baby. John Jancic was there for it, by the way. He was, yeah. Also, how many kids do they have? I think they have another one. <laughs> I mean, good God, it's like the freaking Mays brothers. <laughs> but I, I, that was, yeah, when he called that first touchdown pass, I was like, which, which Jancic? And I was in the same, I was in the boat of like, he has another one. I was like, yes, he did have one at Catholic. So, yeah, he's probably the best athlete out of all of them. It's hard, it's hard to judge, man. I mean, <laughs> a I mean lot Brock, of got Brock was a on. stud. In basketball, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was again. It's just like you got to take everything. I mean, I, I told you we talked about it earlier, and I said I think the only like real true positive I can take away from it is the offense was fast. So as advertised, they they were fast, and I thought they were like pretty. Again, very very controlled environment. There, the play the, it wasn't going to be very complex, but I thought they looked pretty organized for what we saw. Yeah, I mean, besides Hendon Hooker's just terrible interception, I mean, there was I no, just mean lining up and going ball. fast. That's all I mean. Yeah, I mean, they they took care of the ball. Um, so that's something we're not really used to. Um, so that that was that was good. Yeah, they went fast. Um, and they have speed on offense. They have speed at, at the skill position. You know, the, their tempo. I think it's something to really be excited for coming this 
fall because you, you saw what Ole Miss did last year in the first year under Kiffin. I mean, th- their defense couldn't stop anybody. But, hey, they're going to score points. At least it was more interesting than, you know, if you're going to go 7-5, and five, at least score points going 7-5. <laughs> Yes, um, I actually tweeted that. The only fun brand of football is winning football, but also yes. Um, and, and, and to you know to the defense, yes. So my point about the offense is I just thought, you know, because I think that was one thing was like when, when Heupel came in, they had that offensive uh, press conference. It was like, hey, you know, we've got a – this is a, a lot to learn, and I'm sure there's still a ton to learn. But, you know, we if we can get this installed and they can get – if we can get to the line of scrimmage fast and correct, like you, you, you're ahead of the curve. And I mean, I think for them, I mean, I didn't see any just glaring mistakes that I was like, I mean, good God, there's no chance they're going to, you know, you had quarterbacks who were all new. And I'll say that you have, I don't know, about three completely different types of quarterbacks, at least two completely different types of quarterback. And I thought both of them seem to work just fine in the, in this system. So that's encouraging. You're not like sitting there going, wow, you can't, you, you have to be mobile to exist in the system or, or, you know, Oh, you have to be able to sit back in the pocket and throw a great deep ball to, to, to play in the system. I, so, I mean, I guess that's a positive is that again, take it with a grain of salt. That could mean the defense is that bad. Yeah. I mean, Harrison Bailey is knocked because you know, the athletic ability isn't what you think about when you think about this offense, but I mean, he looked as good as anybody did yesterday. Um, right. And, I mean, he was probably your, your best player on the field. I, I said Jack Jancic was a player of the game, but I mean, Harrison Bailey threw him to those or one of those balls um, and kind of threw him open too. That that one down hey, the sideline. Hey, Delva, three yards. The best player of the game doesn't have to be have to be the best player. Delva Dova pretty much won. I mean, the, <laughs> the Delva Dova pretty much won the the game. Oh, the no. MVP of the uh, what's the the the, the Turning point for the the Cavaliers, so it doesn't have to be the best player always, Landon. I mean, unless you think no. Dovo is the best player on that Cavs team. There's no. I don't even know where Dovo's at. Couldn't that, tell that, you. I have no good guess. That's how here. good like LeBron is. Like somebody, he, he, somebody is somebody. You never hear from him again when he leaves the team. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, to your point about Delvadova, but also Delvadova just played really, really good defense that game, and maybe oh maybe, yeah, what, one game. Yeah, that, the one that mattered also <laughs> probably helped. That I mean, when you're a shooter like Steph, like you got to miss one night, right? Right. Yeah. And <laughs> Delvadova ha- happened to be standing in front of him for some of the, some of those misses. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think. Let's talk about quarterbacks real quick. Let's, okay, that's fine. I mean, that's just, a, we're going down that rabbit hole anyway. So we might as well just get. Through. We were gonna, we were gonna do it. I mean, I didn't think either any of them looked just terrible. I mean, I thought I will. You know, the good. I thought if we're gonna list, if we're gonna go in order of what we saw yesterday, based on nothing else, I think one to three. It's Harrison Bailey, Hendon Hooker, Brian Mauer. But I did think Brian Maurer looked um, at times very, very comfortable. And, I mean, I thought he looked like he could be the start. Like, if he was a starting quarterback, I wouldn't be totally upset. <laughs> I'd be a little upset um, just because, like, like take, you're going to lead the country in turnovers. Take the two. And, I'm, I'm, I meant, like, take those two out. Not like you don't have them and, and you're like, Brian Maurer, oh, okay. starting quarterback. I wouldn't just hate it. Like I didn't yeah. think he played that bad. Yeah, he's yeah, you're right. He's he's turnover prone. Yeah. Um and, and I mean he makes some of like he 
goes out of the pocket and makes a throw down the sideline to, to Jalen Hyatt. I'm like, oh, man, what a throw. And then, like, he has an intentional grounding penalty. Like, he just – he's all over – he's the most inconsistent player I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I mean, I think, like, potential-wise, he's probably your best quarterback. But, you know, he's going to have – his downs are going to be, like, really down. So, I mean, it, it's all about who you trust. And I just don't know if you can really put a ton of trust in Brian Maurer. I like to think so, but I, I just – to this point, I don't think you can. Yeah, and I'll say this. I thought Harrison Bailey was the best quarterback yesterday, but I've got to think experience-wise that coaching staff is going to probably – like if, if you played your first game tomorrow, I would probably think they roll with Hendon Hooker as a starter, as a number one quarterback. Yeah, we talked to Eric Kane last week, and and he said that would be his starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. But but yesterday, you know, since we've kind of heard Hendon Hooker was probably the leader up to this point, I thought yesterday he – he didn't impress me to where I was like, yeah, I could see that. I didn't see that yesterday. I didn't think like, oh, yeah, he's been the starter all through camp. No, that's that's not think, what I saw yesterday. I think that's kind of the like kind of been the the theme though is he's not the starter because he won it. He's kind of the starter by default, right? And I don't think like Harrison Bailey went out there and won the job. So I think if I was still gonna make my choice, just like we did with Eric Kane last week, I'm probably still taking Hendon Hooker as the starter. Yeah, I mean, but th- there's no doubt Harrison Bailey had a good day yesterday. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And it, it wasn't like Jalen Hyde just burned somebody, burned a walk on down the sideline. I mean, some of his throws, like Jack Jancic, yeah, he was probably going against a, a walk on cornerback, but Jack Jancic is also a walk on receiver. So for him to make a good throw like that to somebody that probably doesn't get a ton of reps in practice, I, I think that's. I saw enough yesterday where I was like, you know, if Harrison Bailey is your starter, I, I think you could do a lot worse than having Harrison Bailey because we saw that last year. Harrison Bailey should have started the whole entire year. Yeah, he was – I would say really good chance he was your number one most of the uh, – should have been your number one. Um, yeah, it's – yeah, I mean, I, I think that's like if I – again, Harrison Bailey I thought looked best yesterday. I don't think he looked good enough for me to be like, yeah, that's your starting quarterback. That's my only – like that's my only – Mm-hmm. hesitation to it. I, I thought I, I thought all three looked pretty good. I mean, I, I wasn't too – obviously, the Hendon Hooker at pick six wasn't great. Um, but, I mean, you know, uh, that was a really bad mistake. And, I mean, that was pretty well, much the – Also, like, looking at it from a spring game, you know, they're not – they're in non-contact. So, you know, Harrison Bailey's probably going to thrive in that because he's mm-hmm. not a, a running quarterback. You know, Hendon Hooker and Brian Maurer weren't really – able to make a ton of plays with their legs because they were in non-contact jerseys. The gray jerseys, the smoky gray jerseys came back. What do you think about that? I'm a big fan of smoky grays. I hate the smoky gray on white. It's true. It's kind of I crazy. wish we could have just gone full smoky gray if we we're going to – but apparently they got they sold all the helmets. So just got to make new rumor. ones. Yeah, exactly. You just got to make new ones. Danny um, White, you, you're, uh, you're up. Yeah, you're a guru for uh, – marketing and uh, fundraising. So there you go. There's your task. Baseball and then Smokey Gray helmets. There you go. Right. Packing order. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, you know, I'm a baseball guy, obviously, but I'll take the Smokey Grays over a, a baseball upgrade. Uh, actually, I think you can do both at the same time. I don't think they need to be, um, I don't think you need to prioritize. I think you, I think the University of Tennessee can afford both of them. So just put them both on number one list. Smokey Gray helmets and um, you know, I don't even need the smoky gray jerseys, but the, the smoky gray helmets are gorgeous. 
They're gorgeous. Don't let those go. Like, I hate that so many good things happen with Butch Jones. Because, like, we're trying to get rid of Checker Nealon. Checker Nealon is effing gorgeous. Like, Nealon Sam is beautiful with just people in it, without people in it. But with Checker Orange, like, or Checker Nealon, it was beautiful. It should not die off with Butch Jones. Beautiful. I mean, that's like the greatest pictures of Nealon Stadium are when Checker Nealon is there. And it wasn't like that wasn't his idea. So, why should it die off with him? If the fans want to put it back together, it's going to be put back together. And, but that's the problem. A lot of people are like, oh, that's a Butch Jones thing. It's not a Butch Jones thing. God, just like – so stupid. Just like beating Florida wasn't a Butch Jones thing, but it's the last time we did that. Yeah, well, let's see if he's able to do a, a checkered stadium in uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas. Let's do, a, do enough people know where Jonesboro, Arkansas is to fill a stadium in Jonesboro, Arkansas? There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I couldn't point it out on a map. I'd be lucky to get to Arkansas on a map. I have one contractor there, so I I do know where it's at, but it's not because of Butch Jones. It's because of something else. But big geography, guys, so tell us where you're listening from. I'd like to learn where Jonesboro, Arkansas. I don't really care about Jonesboro, Arkansas, unless you're listening from Jonesboro, Arkansas. It's northeast Arkansas. Then then I'd like to know. Um, I do want to also ask you um, thoughts on a transfer quarterback. I know this isn't really orange and white game, but you wanted to go quarterback. I'm cool with that. Okay. Thoughts, um, potential transfer because it seemed like he had committed and then maybe apparently he's didn't. enrolled already. I don't know how that's possible. He would have had to enroll in January or you know, February. So I don't know. What's the argument? I mean, we just look. That's yeah, I don't I don't know if that's true. I saw someone say that, but yeah, I don't know. But Joe Milton, apparently he was here this weekend. He was um, I did see that he was here this weekend. So, along with a linebacker. I, do you really want? I mean, I guess. Yeah, we do. We just talked about quarterback spring game. I was about to say we can just talk about the transfer portal because Tennessee's going to need to hit it hard. Yep. Um, and I think it does kind of tell you how this coaching staff kind of feels about their quarterback situation right now. I don't, I don't think they're satisfied with it whatsoever, and that's why you try to go get somebody else. Um, I, and with you know that that's kind of been the thing that's kind of held Tennessee back is quarterback play. So you, you you definitely want to find somebody, you know, within this offense, it's only going to work if you if you have a good quarterback that's able to run it. Yeah. Hey, there is a Joe Milton. Don't know if it's the Joe Milton enrolled currently, an active student at, at UT. So. Interesting. I feel like that's a fairly – oh, no. He was, yeah, admit, this has to be him. Admitted summer of 2021. So. There you go. Joe Milton's enrolled. He's here. According to UTK directory. Okay. Uh, So, yeah. He's here. I mean, you know, maybe he didn't want it out there. He wanted to make a decision, you know, whatever. Sorry. I just. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. Well, I mean, because it was was announced, and then he said, you know, I'm picking between Tennessee and Washington State. But I do think it's funny how JG's. Like, it's still kind of in a quarterback race with a potential Tennessee quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm not going to talk about that. Sorry. No, you're fine. I the yeah, the throw was <laughs> terrible, man. It's well, awful. Let, let's talk. I I want to get into that later. That was kind of the fan thing I want to talk about. Okay. So I want to ask you though, like, orange and white game. I mean, we could. We could go position by position. I don't think it would be helpful. Like, I don't think you learned enough new. I do just want, like, who impressed? And then was there anything that kind of surprised you, good or bad? 
Um, I mean, you talked about speed, and I think Tennessee has a ton of speed at running back and wide receiver. I think they're pretty much set with uh, those two positions. Um, and I, I think that's huge. They just got to get a quarterback. I think they have talent on the offensive line. They have options at, you know, wide receiver, running back, you know, running back small, Beckwith, Jalen Wright, Tyon Evans. I mean, I think all those guys looked pretty good yesterday. Um, wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt, Valus Jones Jr. You have some guys that have kind of emerged, like Cedric Tillman, Anderson Kobe, um, that, that had pretty good days yesterday. So uh, I think you have options at both of those positions. And offensive line has a lot of veterans. Mm-hmm. Darnell, Darnell Wright, uh, I saw him last night at Soccer Taco. That man can eat. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it looked like the starting offensive line. I mean, this could change because it, it, it is the spring. And, you know, who knows – who might end up here this fall. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it looked like Dane Davis at left tackle, Jerome Carvin, Cooper Mays, um, Cade Mays, and then Darnell Wright was your right tackle. So that, that's who it looked like to me um, with that. The ones that went with, I think, Hendon Hooker was, I think the second possession was that offensive line. Um, so I, I think you, I think you have some options there. Javante Spragans, he played a lot. Karon Calvert has played a lot of SEC football. Um, so, I mean, I, I think you have options at all three of those positions. I think the the question mark coming out of yesterday is the defense. The offense yeah. looked good. Um, right. You know, it's something to be excited about. But the defense, you're like – and when you look into it, I think the secondary is going to be fine. You know, that some of them made some plays. Warren Burrell had to pick six. Um, and, and that's to kind of what – like defense, yeah, like obviously didn't get a ton of stops and make a, you know, a ton of great plays. But with, with this offense – what you're asking your defense to do, you're not asking them to make a ton of stops. You're at, you're asking them to, you know, you want them to, you know, slow the game down a little bit. Hopefully, not let teams score on, on first and second down, uh, or first and second play of the drive or anything like that. Slow the game down a little bit, and then also make some big plays. And they made a big play with the pick six. So, yeah, and I, mean, I thought a lot of Taylor looked, enough, but looked pretty good. I mean, and, and I think he has all the the tools to be a really good corner yeah. and not just the sec, but I think he could be a, you know, drafted, but he's got to get rid of the bonehead mistakes that he's had in the past. And if he's able to do that, I think he'll be just fine. I think that secondary will be just fine with the amount of um, experience that they have. I think Willie Martinez is a really good coach. So I think they're going to be fine. The front seven is what worries the crap out of me. And I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's the defensive line, but it's really your linebacking group. I mean, defensive line, I think yeah, they're they, going to service you. You need a playmaker. Like, no doubt you need a pass rusher playmaker. Um, but I think they'll service just fine. It's really the linebackers that just scare the crap out of me. Yeah, and the defensive line yesterday didn't look great, but they're also missing a ton. Byron Young didn't go. Aubrey Solomon, Elijah Simmons, um, Latrell Bumpus, all those guys didn't dress out. So, um, you know, I think they have enough talent there to to be, like you said, serviceable, and they have a really good coach in Roddy Garner. Um, but yeah, they're gonna have to have somebody either emerge as a playmaker or go get somebody else because, um, you know, who who could is Tyler Barron gonna be? Can he build on what he did last year? Right. Can Byron Young be you know a legit SEC threat off the edge? Um, can Darrell Middleton make it the next step? I think Matthew Butler's been pretty good over his career. Can he, you know, take a, a step up as well? But yeah, the linebacker is where you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, it's it's tough, and uh, hopefully they can address that. You know, transfer portal. I mean, I don't know how much space you truly have. Like that's that's one issue is um, you can only bring in so many guys, and with Tennessee having a ton of needs, you're not going to be able to just completely address those in the transfer portal. But hopefully, you can address some. Um, because you you desperate. I mean, that's it. You just, especially. I mean, really, I think you should be pretty much using all your resources at linebacker. Not that there aren't other positions of need, but that one, you you just need bodies. Yeah, you do, and you will get two back in the fall. You'll get Jeremy Banks and Roman Harrison back, so that'll be big. I mean, those are probably two guys that will probably be a, a starter at least in the second team. Um, you know, I, I don't know where Morvin Joseph is. You know, he looked – apparently he's had a good spring, but this is also right. the first time he's played inside linebacker. Um, same with Roman Harrison. So, you know, Jeremy Banks is basically your only – and Sloan Page are basically your only two guys with any kind of experience. And then you might get two more back with Artavius French, Aaron Willis, when they are able to come back. Um, guess they missed out on all of spring. But, uh, you know, those are two guys that were – you know, highly touted. I think Mark Tavius French had some playing time last season. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you'll get some guys back. But, yeah, it's definitely a question mark coming out of a spring. Yeah, and let, let's kind of just roll into that fall with the fall checklist as far as what this team really is going to need to address going in. I know we talked about some of it just a second ago, but, I mean, really going to need after – I mean, with what you know from the, the scrimmage, um, you know, for this team to be any kind of successful – um, come fall of 2021. Yeah, I think the first thing was me is find some help at linebacker. I mean, transfer portal, you know, getting guys back. You did have Juwan Mitchell on campus. You did. See, I mean, I I think there's – like, I think there's room on this team where you can add a couple playmakers, but, yeah. uh, you know, this this defense, like you said, is going to need some playmakers, and, and I just don't know if they have – enough to be really competitive in the SEC. Right, and it would be a lot of – you know, it would be great if Tennessee could go out and, and go and get kind of like extra to your roster in, on any given year, um, you know, to, in the transfer portal. But right now it's just you have so many areas that, that you absolutely need it. And then they're not necessarily places you go and just get like – they can't get the best available. You're, you're not looking at – I mean, obviously I think Tennessee's just going to kind of end up doing that, just kind of nature of the beast – because um, it's not a draft, you you have to go out and recruit these guys, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of these transfers, the one sorry, the transfers that can actually help you, a lot of them are they're looking for better situations, and Tennessee can't necessarily offer that for all of them. Um, now some are probably transferring because of playing time, but I'm sure a lot of it's you know, I haven't looked at the full transfer portal, I have no idea, but I mean I'm sure a lot of people are looking for wins. Yeah, and it, it's all about like why you're transferring too, like that's. You know, did something happen? You know, what was the – there's a reason why these guys are transferring. It's not just like they're – you know, I want to go win a national championship championship, because if that's the case, then, you know, they're not coming to Tennessee. Um, Right. And, you know, sorry to say that. Sorry if that makes you mad, but that's just the the fact of the matter. (laughs) Hopefully that changes in a few years, but it's just not the nature of the situation right now. Yeah, like, like, I mean, Tennessee got – crushed by the transfer portal you know for it for it being as big as it is now um you know it was just a terrible timing thing that tennessee was going through a coaching change um basically all your you know kind of best players just left um with henry toto crouch eric gray 
Wanya Morris, you know, all those guys went to better situations. And, mm-hmm. well, I mean, to be determined with Crouch and Henry Toa but, you know, from the people that they've been linked to, um, it, it seems like they're, you know, they want a better situation than what they're in. And, uh, yeah, for sure. And, and did you see Eric Gray's run at Oklahoma? I think he had it, a makes, nice it makes me freaking I didn't. Wa- I didn't watch it, but that's a – yeah, Tennessee kind of got shafted with the way that that worked out. And it sucks because like, but it but it's good. Like the basketball team is taking advantage because like the point. the timing thing. It's like Tennessee is on, on. They've been successful up to this point, so guys that are looking for a better situation can come and produce at Tennessee. But you know, the football program. I mean, they're just completely opposites of yeah. you know success the last you know five to ten years. Right. Right. Ugh, it's tough. It's tough. Um, I, th- I think another thing Tennessee can, um, you know, as far as going into the fall, and I, I think, you you know, we talked about it last week because a lot of the different – I think sh- – I'm trying to remember who mentioned this. They, they talked about, hey, you know, may- yeah, this is a tough offense to play in practice, and you saw it yesterday. I mean, that defense just doesn't have the, the just the dudes or the um, – they're not quite up to literal speed with the offense. Mm-hmm. I, I think one thing – you know, that's going to be a thing to address is just getting in the right spots – because they just – I thought to me the defense looked like they were on their heels pretty much all day yesterday. Um, yeah, and, and it was very vanilla. Yeah, but I mean um, – So the, there wasn't a ton of blitzes. You obviously couldn't hit the quarterback. So, I mean, the, it was an uphill battle from the get-go. But, yeah, they did not impress whatsoever. And that's, again, why I think scrimmages are stupid. But <laughs> um, as far as like – I mean, just call it an open practice like you did the other day and let fans in and, and enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, I think um, – I just again, that's a that's a great point. Is like, it's hard to truly go full tilt in a situation like that. Um, but I mean, it just didn't. So I mean, yes, again, take it with a grain of salt. Didn't look aggressive, but it was a scrimmage where you can't hit the quarterbacks, things like that. Um, but I mean, I'm sure a lot a lot of that I'm sure has to do with the speed of offense. It's hard to just. I mean, while the ball's being snapped a lot of times going against an offense like that, you're still trying to get lined up, and so it's yep. hard to be aggressive. Uh, so I think that's one thing Tennessee's done, and, and you saw it with the defensive coaching staff. They were they were pretty frustrated yesterday. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I think I think my next thing, probably checklist wise, would just get healthy. I mean, you know, you need all the bodies you can get available, um, especially on the defensive side. So I think just getting healthy is going to help this team tremendously. Um, you know, I, I talked about the the receivers a little bit. And man, I, I was just impressed with speed wise because like it, it's, it's a perfect formula for this offense is mm-hmm. speed. You know, this offense, I think, you know, playing vertical like they do, I, I don't think it would have worked very well with guys like Marquez Callaway and Juwan Jennings and, and stuff like that. Yeah. They, they'd probably make it work, but you're not going to see a lot of, it's going to be jump balls and they're going to come down with it, you know, for 50 yards or so. They're not going to like smoke somebody down the sideline for 80 yards. Right. Um, so I, I think there's huge playability within that wide receiver group. And I like there's a, a some guys kind of sprinkled in there that aren't just burners, you know, guys like Cedric Tillman, who's kind of emerged, Anderson Kobe. Um, I, I've heard Walker Merrill's had a pretty good spring until he got hurt. So, yeah, and Malachi Wadman is a freak athlete we haven't heard a lot about. Um, but I, I think he's a, another guy that can, you know, spread the the field and not just burn somebody, but can go up and get the football as well. So, I'm, so like, checklist-wise, I, th- I think it's just staying healthy, 
And, um, you know, I think it's letting your playmakers be playmakers. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I, it's funny you mentioned, um, you know, the uh, as far as how Tennessee water receivers had to score touchdowns last year. Now, I thought with uh, Harrison Bailey's first touchdown pass, I was like, that might be a touchdown last year. But um, it was a 50-50 ball that Josh Palmer caught and somehow turned into a touchdown. Exactly. <laughs> not, yeah. not a ball that hits the guy in stride, whether busted mm-hmm. coverage or not. Um, so, yeah, that, funny that you mentioned that. But um, Okay, anything else for fall checklist? I know I guess it's kind of hard to – I mean, because you have to – you only saw so much. Like, you only ever see so much in the scrimmage. You didn't see – I mean, you know, we had Eric Kane on, a guy who's been at every practice, and, you know, he talks about how much you actually see in those. So, um, it, it – you only know really so much. Yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, we'll find out against Bowling Green what this <laughs> team actually looks like. But from what we've seen so far, I think the the offense is something to be excited about. I think the defense has a lot of question marks, but the, they're also not very healthy. So, right um, to be determined. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if somebody was like, you know, what what do you think Tennessee goes next year? I was, and what I would tell that person is. I don't think there's any reason why Tennessee can't do the same thing that Ole Miss did last year. Yeah, especially with the schedule they have. I would, I would agree with that. I think Tennessee has more offensive talent than that Ole Miss team did last year. Now, they had a serviceable quarterback, so, I mean, it, it's determined, um, you know, based off, off that position alone because it, it is the most important position and, and definitely in football, but maybe all of sports. Um, so, I mean, I think if you're able to get a serviceable quarterback and I think there's some experience in that room, there's definitely some, some arm talent. There's some, some poise in the pocket. Um, you know, if they're able to find that one guy that's able to run this offense, I I think they'll, I don't think there's any reason why they can't be like Ole Miss was last season. Yeah. I think it would probably be a very, very similar situation. Um, hopefully piece together a few more wins, because, like I said, you you definitely want to see the wins come with the uh, with the excitement. Because um, uh, other than you know, then excitement just kind of dies out if you aren't mm-hmm. actually winning games. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree with that. Um, I do want to before we get into uh, baseball. Roger Piper mentioned he said SEC uh, rally cap the baseball show didn't mention a word about Tennessee baseball apparently today, which is pretty interesting because you talked about the uh, barrage of home runs. The um the wait a, a Tennessee baseball show didn't mention sorry sorry that. SEC baseball show SEC baseball show okay gotcha yeah gotcha, what, gotcha. what was the other the nuke what was the nuke comment I can't remember nuke party nuke party that was it nuke party um yeah. so pretty interesting seems like that would fit in great to highlight show I don't know call me crazy uh, it's, I mean Tennessee scored how much on A and M in football last year not twenty. Not 20. I think it was seven. Was it seven? Probably. Um, it definitely wasn't 20 points. I, I know it was that, 13 so. or seven or something like that. It wasn't 20. It was not it wasn't even close to 20. <laughs> and uh, they almost, I mean, they about got that in a, in a inning. So wonderful. Uh, when you look at it like that, thanks for the subtle reminder, Landon. We appreciate that. <laughs> bring us all down. Bring us up, bring us down. Eight, eight. Yeah. Down. I, I got another prop, man. Oh, you got another prop? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, oh, it's a little. That's pretty sweet, though. I'm a big uh, foam finger guy. I love foam fingers. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting take on a foam finger, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, it's kind of like like there's the one up there, uh, up there, 
Can't the, go the yeah. baseball turn yeah. me up. Baseball, yeah. basketball. Come on. Basketball. Sorry, 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 sorry. They're all coming together. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a, another win on the road. Uh, I mean, you can nitpick. Tennessee didn't play their base, best baseball weekend. You know, they had some even innings. today they didn't. <laughs> yeah, in, in some innings they kind of you know, fell apart a little bit. Last, you know, yesterday I think it was in the of the second game. It was the seventh inning, I think, mm-hmm. where Texas A and M scores four runs and uh, they took the lead, and you weren't able to get that back. Because man, I was ready to get the broom out. So, I wanted I- it. I thought if you played a doubleheader in SEC or in college baseball, I thought the second game had to be a seven inning game. Is that not the rule? I don't think there there's a rule in that. I think they can agree that, to do that. Okay. Okay. But I don't think there's a specific rule. So I mean, if I think if you're able to get nine innings in, you want to play nine innings. No, I agree. I just thought that was a rule because didn't Tennessee and LSU technically their second game that Saturday wasn't it technically a doubleheader? Or sorry, technically a seven inning game. I know it went into extras, and I can't remember what inning it ended up actually getting to on Sunday. No, I think they were playing nine. They were playing nine, and then the Sunday game was a seven inning game. Correct? That's what it was. I think. Oh, let me pull it. Let me just pull it up. I think the second game was a of that LSU series on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. It, it went into extra eight. Inning. It, That's what yeah. I'm at. Yeah. So it's on Sunday, I guess, if you play two games, that second one has to be a seven inning game. It has something to do with travel. Yeah, I think it I think it that's that's right. Because you're never you're never gonna see a Sunday night game. Right, right. right. So yeah. Yeah, that might be the rule. But yeah, if you're able to get them in on Saturday, I think that you can that you're gonna play nine innings. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um so yeah, I mean, today was nuts. Tennessee yeah. trailed six to five going into the seventh, and then just freaking put it on Texas A and I don't know what happened. I mean, they took the lead in the in the fifth inning. Blade Tidwell just ran into some trouble. He was kind of cruising along those first four innings. I think he gave up a home run in the first, um, but through four innings, just kind of cruised. Other than that, one home run, and then just couldn't find the strike zone. And, and then whatever. Could go wrong, did go wrong, and um, you know Texas A&M was able to get the lead, and then I don't, I don't know what happened. I mean, did we just go and juice our bats because the baseball was flying off? And I, I mean, the just some, um, I mean, that's just that's working momentum, right? I mean, guys, just everybody, I guess you you get a couple guys seeing the ball, and then everybody starts to see it real, real big like that. Yeah, I think in the last three innings, they had fifteen hits. Um, so Tennessee ended up with 21 hits on the day. They had six home runs. Evan Russell hit two because that's all he does, just draw bombs. I mean, that dude's a freak. Where is he I, at? Where is he at on the season as far as home runs like go versus the country? I think he's 11th, but I think he's first in the SEC and first in home runs in SEC play. That's that's nuts that he's 11, 11th. No, so he has 11 on the year. I don't. Oh, I thought you said. I mean, there, there's some guys like 15. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a few guys ahead of him, but I can't imagine he's. Yeah, he's probably in the top 20 somewhere. Yeah, I let me see. I'll see if I can pull any information up. But I was just thinking about that today. I mean, added two to the list. I was like, that man has got to be, got to be somewhere. Um, I think he's hit 11. No, maybe he's hit like 
10 in his last 16 games or something like that. I mean, it's just an insane. And they're they're SEC games, too. It's not like he just went out against the non-conference early in the year and just wore it up. I mean, not that he didn't play well either, but, like, I'm just saying, like, it's definitely – he's doing it against plenty of great competition. Right, yeah. I mean, he just freaking crushed the baseball. I don't don't know what it was today, but in those last three innings, Tennessee just got pissed off, and they they weren't going to lose – um, you know, the yesterday Kirby Connell ran into some trouble. Chad Dallas shoved it on Friday, just like he normally does. Uh, or I'm sorry, the, the first game on Saturday, I keep wanting to say it's Friday, but it was the first game on Saturday cause it was postponed. Um, and then Jake Rucker had a phenomenal series. He went nine for 14 on the series, three RBIs, um, just kept getting on base, kept getting doubles. Um, and Drew Gilbert. Man, what a day he had today. I mean, he was – poor poor kid. He was two for 40 in his last 40 at-bats. And then today goes um, four for six, three RBIs. Dang. And I, I'm sorry. I'm looking up trying to find Evan Russell on here. He would be well back. There are a lot of guys with a lot of home runs. That's just – that's nuts to me. There's a guy yeah. from – there's Wes Clark from South Carolina's um, third on the list with 15 home runs. And I think um, I think Wes Clark has kind of struggled since getting into SEC play, if I gotcha. remember that correctly. So he's kind of slowed down a little bit. So a lot of his are probably in that non-conference. And, and it doesn't look like – he's also a designated hitter too. But it also doesn't look like um, he's – these have been updated this weekend. So, like, you know, guys have probably moved farther up the list. Um, so, but, yeah, that's that's where he's I'll, at. I also want to see like all these. I want to see like where Evan Russell looks compared to like Wes Clark is huge. I don't know if <laughs> right. you've seen him. I mean, he's a DH, so you expect like he yeah. probably fills every bit of his sleeves. I mean, he's <laughs> he's jacked. Evan Russell is 5'11, 195. And let's see. So is he? He's at twelve home runs on the year, by the way. Okay, so maybe so he's 12? at eleven in his last sixteen. Gotcha. Games. Gotcha. Which is even – that's insane. I mean, that's just stupid. Yep. Golly. What is it like to be hitting that well? Like, you, I mean, you've got to just be – it's got to feel great to step into the batter's box and be and be hitting that well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sophomore year, when, when they opened the season, his sophomore year, so that was 2019, I was like, holy crap, he's the best hitter on this team. I, I mean, I can't believe guys are still pitching to him this often. I know there's been some situations that he's had to get pitched to. Um, what God was that Vanderbilt that they ended up having to pitch? Yeah, Vanderbilt ended up yeah, having to pitch to him. They they hit Pavoloni on the hand, yeah. and then they had to pitch to him. Um, so yeah, and then he made him pay for it. Which I guess he had a three run homer today too. So I guess you know you don't want to. He, he had two three run home runs today. Yeah, that's right. So I guess you don't want to necessarily walk him there either. But I mean, good night, dude. It's just, it's, how do you not walk? I don't know. It's just nuts to me that he's still getting thrown to. I mean, surely we see later in the season that he's not going to get thrown to as much. Yeah, and, and you know Tennessee was hitting some some balls deep to to center field, and and A and M Stadium is. It's 400 dead center. So, yeah. I mean, it's pretty far out there. And Evan Russell hit his first one. I was like, holy crap. I mean, yeah. it hit the building behind it, behind that 400 sign. It's, it's got to be 425 at least. And I guess that's too, you know, we've talked about how Tennessee's done a really good job of uh, grinding out and getting on base. I guess that's another pause. I mean, if you've got guys in front of you getting on base, it makes it harder for teams to pitch, you know, to to walk you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, even when his teammates aren't necessarily hitting out of the park like him, at least they're grinding to get on base and, um, you know, making it. Because, I mean, it'd be easy if, the, if the, uh, the you know, the bases are empty. It'd be easy just to put them on first. Right. Um, so, you're making them think and making them throw to a guy that's hit, that he's – He's not going to – I mean, surely – I don't know how you just slow down unless teams just start throwing away from you. Yeah. Yeah, so Tennessee had uh, ten different guys get a hit today, um, eight with multiple hits, and uh, and five different guys with home runs. So, you know, a game that going into the seventh inning, you're like, oh, man, are we about to lose a series to A&M? Yeah. To leaving no doubt <laughs> in those last three innings. You score 15 runs in those three innings. I mean – I don't know, like it was a it was a hitting barrage, like it was nuts. Yeah. Like I yeah. was trying to keep up with, and you know, every time I would tweet out like we'd score, somebody else would get a hit. And I'm like, I'm already like three batters behind, man. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I was telling you that it was fun to just sit there and refresh the Twitter page and a new hit or a new run every single time you you, you got it open. It was a it was a fun day to keep up with the game. I'm sure it was fun to watch. I didn't get the pleasure of doing that. Um, but refreshing it was a, a very enjoyable too. It was scary after the fifth inning. I was like, shoot, this is going to be not fun to talk about tonight. Um, yep. Turns out complete opposite. It's the most fun you can talk about it. Yeah, and props to Sean Hunley coming in um, and, you know, doing the job he did to get it to to where Tennessee could score some more runs. Uh, I think he got the win today. And then Redmond Walsh came in, and, and Walsh has kind of struggled a little bit, especially in SEC play. Um, but he came in here, got the save. I think that's his fourth on the year. And uh, and Tennessee gets the win on the road. So, you know, you'd love to get the sweep. But, you know, going into that seventh inning, you're like, oh, man, are we just about to – we're either about to squeak by AM or we're about to lose to AM. Um, and Tennessee didn't do either one of those. They left no doubt and end up winning the game by 13 runs. Yep. Yep. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, you got Lipscomb on Tuesday night. I think this call – I think after you hit 20 – uh, score 20 runs. Um, I think this calls for a tequila Tuesday at, at, at uh, Lindsey Nelson. Um, sure. I, I would so, love to not have another game like we did against Tennessee Tech. Um, that, last yeah, week. that just not fun to watch. And <laughs> you're praying Nervous. you don't. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, mm. And then you got a couple SEC series left. And that's – you're getting – Knoxville has a – Knoxville was on the – was it D1 baseball dropped the – Projected regional sites? Uh, probably. And uh, someone did this week, and Knoxville was on there. There was, baby. So just kind of take care of business this year. You're, you're kind of already in that slot. Um, so I, just I think Chris Burke kind of talked about on the broadcast today that D1 baseball is, you know, kind of had their – they've kind of not been too confident in Tennessee throughout the season. And you know, I, I would I would agree. Like if you looked at teams on paper, like Vanderbilt, Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State, teams like that, yeah, Tennessee probably shouldn't be in the top ten. I mean, mm-hmm. with, with the talent that they brought in, you know, Tennessee probably shouldn't be up to that point in, in this. You know how far we were down up to this point in, in Tony Vitello's tenure, but uh, you know they just find ways to win, and you know they have innings like they did today, where you know I. No one's going to beat that team if they're scoring 15 runs in three innings. Nobody. No. And, you know, I mean, not even necessarily – you You can take away 15 and, and put it on a team that's got a good bullpen that um, can try to do things to slow you down. And, I mean, 
if they're hitting like that, though, it's going to take a lot of really, really good baseball to, to not let Tennessee score. Um, I mean, like teams like, Van- like it would take a team like Vanderbilt to, to slow you down. And um, there's not a lot of teams. Sorry, there's not any teams like Vanderbilt uh, besides mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. So, and then they had some air. They had three errors um, in the game today. I don't know. They had two in one game yesterday. Let's see. The first game yesterday, they had they didn't have any. So they had they had five errors on the series, which isn't ideal. And Tennessee's usually right. pretty good about errors. Um, but they just had you know one was they lost the ball in the sun today in in left field. One was a. A, a scene or a a junior preseason all American second baseman is running backwards because he's playing deep in a deep second base anyway and is running backwards and the the right fielder doesn't call him off and, and the ball gets dropped so you know th- there's some things that probably need to be cleaned up but you know when I think Tennessee's a, a really good baseball team and they're they're gritty yeah they might not have all the talent that the Vanderbilts and and things like that and you know that's why. I, D1 baseball and others have, have kind of doubted Tennessee a little bit. And right. that's are you, is that a Whitney Houston shirt? Oh yeah, it is my Whitney Houston shirt. I love this shirt. Okay, okay. Where did you get it? Um, so I didn't get it. My sister got it from I think I think she ordered something like from Old Navy and this got sent in the package. And I was like, Can I have it? And she was like, Yeah, for sure. I was like, Cool. There it was. Oh, I like that's it. Awesome I, shirt. It could have been a Whitney Houston anything. I would have been like, Yeah, can I have that? I freaking like Whitney's the goat. Oh, I love Whitney. Straight up goat. They're like, who's the best singer of all time? Hands down, Whitney Houston. It's not even close. (laughs) No. Uh, Well, uh, Dolly Parton, close second. My queens in order are queens. I didn't say best singer. Queens, Dolly Parton, Whitney Houston. Oh, yeah. Dolly's a queen for sure. But like singer, I'm going like pipes. It's Whitney all day. Listen. There's no second. I, I'm sorry. I, I love Dolly to death. She's like, she's Queen B. She's unmatched. Queen B. Queen B. Unmatched. But like, Queen when we come D. To, <laughs> Queen D, yes. When we come to just straight up pipes, it's it's Whitney. I mean, I, I'm not arguing because, yeah, she's number one. I just, <laughs> I just don't think we need to leave someone that sings something as, as great as Nine to five is a freaking <laughs> heater, dude. I mean, you have people that don't even work nine. Like Dolly, I mean, Dolly's doesn't even work nine to five. You have people singing, they don't even work them. Um, so <laughs> that, that's how much of a heater that song is. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd wear a Dolly. I'd wear the shit out of a Dolly Parton shirt if somebody wants to send me one. So there you go. Yeah, no, no free ads. Um, <laughs> no free ads. The same one. I you're covering Whitney. I just saw a glimpse of it. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted out. If Dolly Parton wants to come on the show. You are welcome anytime, anytime. I would change any plans for you. Um, I would welcome Dolly Parton on before like Peyton Manning. So, yeah, that's sorry. a hard take. Sorry, Peyton. Um, you can come on after Dolly. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got a nationwide commercial to do anyway. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, back back to Tennessee baseball. I think the, this team <clears throat> is for real. Um, you know, I, I think they're able to compete with pretty much anybody in the country. They've got to clean up some errors, and I think they'll they'll be just fine. Um, pitching wise, I think hitting wise, they can compete with anybody on any any given night. Pitching wise, I it kind of worries me a little bit that they do have tendencies to to kind of give up you know big innings every now and then. Um, they just don't have the guys like 
you know, we, we saw Vanderbilt last weekend with Rocker and Lauder and, and Tennessee just don't they don't have those blow by guys. Now they got a freaking dog in Chad Dallas who I'll take over anybody and ever given any given day. Um, but I mean, uh, other than Chad Dallas, I think it's kind of been by committee. Um, it's not just like dominating pitching. It's hitting your spots, getting ground balls, getting pop flies, double plays, things like that. You know, Tennessee's really good defensively. So when they're able to clean it up with the errors, I think they'll be just fine. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll say this too, as far as hitting, I, I probably a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I would be like, man, until that bottom of the lineup really starts picking it up, Tennessee's going to struggle. Bottom lineup's picked it up a lot. And um, I mean, you can see how much it's benefiting the entire team. So um, yeah, when when Connor Pavoloni finally hit that first home run, here comes yeah. the the bottom of the lineup. So right, um, Evan Russell has kind of moved up a little bit. Max Ferguson has moved up in, in the lineup, and um, Jordan Beck got some hits this weekend. You know, we mentioned Drew Gilbert's kind of struggled a little bit here in the past couple series, but uh, you know he he found it today. So ho- right. hopefully they're able to carry that momentum to Lipscomb, and then. This weekend is weird. They start on Thursday against Kentucky. Mm, that's right. That's right. I was trying to look at the schedule. You know, maybe maybe trying to um, maybe trying to get a, a right field rowdies going. I don't know something like that. And uh, I'd have to do it illegally. You know the law. Um, but you know maybe just a little tailgate, right field rowdies one one day. Maybe Friday night or Saturday. So I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Um, we need to logistically see how that could work because um, hey, you don't have to put up the grandstand. We'll just show up. And I, I think I can maybe get some hands on some tickets this weekend. So oh, I don't even need tickets. I'll just stand on top of my car in right field. Okay. There you so go. Just leave me a parking spot in right field. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. We'll get it straightened out. Um, and we'll get those details out. Hopefully. Friday. See, dude, I, it sucks about Friday night. It's just getting into town on time. What time is Saturday? Saturday is 1 p.m., so. That sucks. Ah, eh, it's not too bad. I I am getting it. Guys, new niece today. Congratulations, Sam and Eva. New niece this niece. week. I'll be seeing my niece this weekend, hopefully. You're an uncle. I'm an uncle been, for the like, un- 17th time. Uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little – I'm a seasoned vet. I'm a seasoned vet. Yeah. Um, you, so. There's no – there's nothing new to your – no, to being an uncle, it's just um, just another one. Exactly, and I another, you got another one on the Christmas list. Listen, I've won a lot of championships. I'm not going to change anything up now. It's just trusting the process mm-hmm. and make you know things work out. From you know, just just keep grinding day to day, nine to five process. Trust it. Go win ball games. That's all I do. So. Is this your congratulations speech? Yeah, no, this is like the press conference that you just won, and it's like your first spring press conference back, and Nick Saban's like, listen, I'm not going to tell you who the starters are. We don't even – that kind of – yeah. Mm. Yeah, that one. So Even though everybody knows it's going to be Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, Mac Jones actually is going to come back after mm. – dude, I, was that the worst pro day of all time? I didn't watch his. Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it. I just saw like the like highlights of it. Oh god, he he. I mean, he was overthrowing like Devontae Smith. <laughs> he had one through the middle of the field. It was it was terrible. Uh, and I'm I'm I was pretty high on Mac Jones after the season. So yeah, I don't, and shouldn't you throb in your pro day? <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's weird because like 
you always get like one guy that's been hot, like he's kind of under the radar, and then he's like really hyped up right before the draft. And that's Matt Jones. Zach Wilson. Wait, no, what? No, Zach Wilson. Zach I mean, Wilson's like gonna go number two overall. But like he was going to go number two like long before like the last two months. Then it was like, oh, the 49ers are taking Mac Jones third overall. I'm like third overall. The guy who almost lost to Tennessee in Tuscaloosa. No, he had a great year. Um, he did. He I thought did. I thought there was another name thrown out for the 49ers. Is it is it officially Mac Jones? Is that who they're like kind of the words about? God, that's, that, that's stupid. But like the 49er fans are just like, hell no. So dumb. I do like Mac Jones. I think he is a very good quarterback. I just. Yeah. <sighs> third overall. If I'm taking a quarterback, if Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are off the board, I mean, I'm not, touching, you, I'm not touching Zach Wilson. How do you not touch Justin Fields? I, I'll say that Carolina got the sweet deal to get. I think Sam Darnold was drafted way too high, like not even oh, close. Yeah, 100%. But I think he could be a serviceable NFL quarterback. So I think Carolina got a sweet deal in all this as far as like the Jets going to get Zach Wilson. Shut your mouth. I'm so what? mad about that. He's terrible. He's trash. Well, I mean, if they had people around him, like you're not yeah, going to win yeah. games with Sam Darnold and, and Christian McCaffrey. You're not going to play off games with Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey. But I mean, if you yeah, had, I mean, he definitely wasn't going to win anything in New York with that team that they had. Correct. Correct. Um, but I mean, I thought, I thought, I think for the most part, okay, here's the thing. I think Sam Darnold was like, I would rate his NFL career better than I thought it would have been according to his college career, but he'll never yeah. get the, he'll never get the underrated tag because the jets are stupid because the entire NFL is stupid. Right, like everyone had him as a first rounder. The dude was not a first rounder. See, you don't think you don't think Zach Wilson is going to be okay. You think I, he's going to be like? Do you think he's going to be better or worse than Sam Darnold was in New York? Ah, that's same. Tough. Yeah, I mean, probably slightly better, but I mean, like, how much better? I don't know if you can be a lot better. Yeah, I, I mean, what what sucks is like. Those teams are terrible. So, like, even if you are, like, an okay quarterback, like, I think Baker Mayfield kind of lucked out going to the Browns because they were able to spend all that money on decent talent to make them okay. Right. Um, but, yeah, New York, I mean, that's just not a team. I wouldn't want to go to the Texans. I wouldn't want to go to Jacksonville. I wouldn't want to go to New York. Either yeah. team in New York. <laughs> yeah, either. Um no, I yeah, I, yeah. I, the, my thing about Zach Wilson is like he he had one kind of good year, but that's I'm true. Not, and like I think a lot of people were like liked him his junior year, but it was never like you, he wasn't. People were like, I mean, this is the next guy. Like this is the next good quarterback, and that might have I don't know. But then all of a sudden, after the season ends, now they're like, oh, we've seen the tape of Zach Wilson. He has this great pro day. Now he's Better than Justin Fields? Ah, I don't yeah. Know. Like Justin Fields seemed to he just keeps like going backwards, and I don't. It did know have that. Why. He did have that epilepsy thing that got released this week. So yeah, that's weird. But but I, I mean, I think I think I, I mean, know. like it, it's crazy. Like draft people like come up with anything to like knock you for. It's like the president of the United States. Like they're gonna dig up anything and everything on you. 
the the draft is one of the just the NFL draft is just the biggest just it's like a big reality show. They really need to do a like reality show of the draft because like I think you would like think about how dumb the camera setups will be. Like some of them are just so dumb. They're oh, like, and then uh, Roger Goodell got um, vaccinated so he can hey. awkwardly hug everybody. Congrats on the sex, Roger. <laughs> in the first base with a bunch of NFL linemen. That's hot. <laughs> I mean, like, why? Why is that news? Did the NFL release that to Sheffield? Were they like, "Hey, man, just want to let you know, Roger got his second second dose today. He's going to be hugging all the bros. He's got big Pfizer vibes." Going <laughs> yeah. on. Johnson and Johnson actually just hope he doesn't break out in rashes. Oh God, he's got the clots. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, just what a weird thing to like be like. Oh my God, I can hug these guys I don't even know at the draft. That's going to be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Dude, just shake their hand and go on. You how many guys? How many guys text their agent and be like, "I'm actually not going to the, you know, I'm not going to the draft this year. I'll be doing it at home. Thanks, so. <laughs> though. Change of plans. Um, Roger told me he would touch me, and I'm out. <laughs> Where's it even at this year? Wasn't it supposed to be in Vegas? Is it still in Vegas? No. Oh. I think it was yeah. supposed to be in in Vegas, but I, like, I don't if, know. if you haven't got vaccinated, you need to before you go there. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like a COVID-free zone, isn't it? Oh, probably. <laughs> um, They're going to tell you it is. <laughs> what about what was that? Where the UFC fight was this week? I don't. I don't know. I can't even keep up with the UFC anymore. I used to keep up with it, but I can't anymore. Well, they also like during the pandemic, haven't there been just a ton more fights than normal? Yeah. Like it's guys that like I guess all the guys that we grew up with have pretty much like retired now, so I don't really know anybody anymore. Oh, it's in Cleveland. That's right. It's in Cleveland. Oh, gross. Yeah, because they're. Did you see where they're doing like field goals? Stay home too. Yeah, they're letting guys go out and like kick field goals or girls, I guess, um, like during the draft on at whatever the stadium's called. Hmm. Yeah, so I think I think I, I think this is my shot to get in the NFL. See if I can go uh, bang like a solid, you know, forty-five yard or something crazy and Let's off get a the ground. Role. Yeah, be like, like a practice player or something. Exa- exactly. Like, hey, you need you need a guy who can kick some balls on your team. I can be that guy. Yeah, like you're like if our guy breaks his leg and we have nobody else, then you might play. Dude, that that would be the dream gig is to be like, you know, have you heard like have you heard the stories about emergency goalies for NHL? Mm-mm. Okay, so I'll tell you that. I want to be an emergency NFL kicker or just any, any kicker. Um I'll do it for the the you're, indoor. You're the you're the Brucey of the NFL. Yeah, um <laughs> Brucey a kicker. I thought he was way swung a different direction. Um <laughs> But uh, so in NHL emergency goalies, it's like, you know, if goalie, cause they only keep, I think two on the roster anyway. So like if there's one goalie injured, all NHL arenas have like an emergency goalie apparently on standby. So like if both the goalies can't play, they bring in this goal guy who has obviously experience playing goalie, but he's not an NHL goalie. Like the most recent one, he won it, I think for the Carolina, are they the hurricanes? The Carolina hurricanes. Won a game for him, like was that good in goal? And it, it was like an arena. I think they were at the. I think it was the Canucks arena. So this guy's a big Canucks fan, or something like that. Whatever team comes in and plays emergency goalie for the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Canucks and wins the game for the Hurricanes. Dang, that's so yeah. I, I think it's like I think it's so cool. Like I don't. 
I don't know if I got another sport you could do that in, but that's right. pretty freaking cool. Um, that, <laughs> I think it's happened like with the Black uh, Blackhawks before. I think they think they brought, I think it was a Blackhawks fan. They had to bring in um, the goal. So you got to play for the Blackhawks. Like, that's pretty freaking cool. Hacky. Hacky. I guess it's like the Derek Brodus, the get off the fraternity couch to go, you know, kick versus. Yeah. M- who'd they play? MTSU that year? I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. What happens yeah. if that's like the Florida game? We're screwed. Like, well, I mean, didn't they, before Brodus like got there, what in a, uh, didn't they have like a lineman practicing kickoffs? Probably. I mean, like when we were little, you used to have like the biggest guy because he'd kick it the farthest. Oh, yeah. You just tow it. Tow the hell yeah. out of <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and, just and, a squibber down the middle. Right. <laughs> I, and uh, I mean, just so if it's the Florida game, how trashed is he? Because there's rumors that he was already, you know, a little, little tipsy, had maybe been tailgating. So what happens if it's the Florida game and he's like full blown tailgating? I mean, I guess you roll with it. <laughs> you don't have anybody else. Yeah. You you ask the official if you can just like throw it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like flag flag football here. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna throw this one downfield. Yeah. You gotta call out if you're kicking or, or throwing it. You gotta give the, the little signal like, hey, this one's a toss. That would be a perfect job for JG. He like literally gets to throw it to the other team. God bless. Okay, let's get into fail. Most important fails. Let's let's get into those because I before we get into most important, I want to I do want to talk about that. Also, if you have any I, questions, drop them in the chat. Yeah, drop them in. I'm sorry, I've done a bad job of monitoring the chat today, but but drop them in. Okay, so we've gotten a bunch of comments, and I've just been terrible. I, I apologize. Been off my game. It's been took a day off, and and now I'm off. Um, but so that that video gets tweeted out. I shamefully watched it. I didn't want to. I don't care about him. He's not our quarterback anymore. I wish him the best of luck. Go on. But like the the Tennessee fan in me that, you know, I mean, a lot of it's easy to poke fun at Tennessee right now because we're down. It's we've been down for the last 10 plus years. Ha ha ha. Yeah, it's you know, 15 almost 15 years. So it's easy to poke fun, and I get that. So, like, you know, he moves to Washington State and and the chattering, oh, he's getting out of a toxic situation. He's gonna do better. Well, like the kind of person to me that's like, it wasn't ten- like that. See, it's not just Tennessee. That like made me a little happy. I hate it for him. I hope he does good. I would love to see him do good at Washington State, just because I don't wish ill on anybody. But you know, it's like when someone like when someone dumps your, your buddy, you're kind of rooting that that girl does a little worse when she gets away. Like that's your buddy. Like that. Yeah. that you know, that's why you cheer against them. It's just it, your fans. We're fans. We should, especially because people are, I mean, yeah, people have been the entire time like, oh, if it, you know, Tennessee fans have treated them poorly. Blah, blah. I mean, I don't know. I just, part of the, the Tennessee being a fan of this team, someone leaves the team and then that happens. I, I didn't tweet about it. I won't tweet about it. Um, I did watch it. I didn't want to. I did watch it. It was bad. I mean, three guys were going to intercept that ball. He wanted to test him, man. He wanted to test him. I respect the test of defense. Shoot or shoot. You got any most important of the week? Um, I mean, how can you not say Tennessee just dropping bombs right in front of uh, Johnny Football? Oh, is he at the game? 
He was there yesterday, so I don't okay. know if he was there today, but he was there yesterday. So well, hopefully he made it out for the show, you know? Yeah, hopefully. Um, God, I took a screenshot of this Arkansas, probably just because their jerseys are so ugly. Have you seen Arkansas's baseball jerseys? It looks straight out of like 2006. No, but Tennessee Tech, their uniforms, other than not, were some of the ugliest uniforms I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? I'll have to go look at them. I don't think I saw like, them. They had like it, it had like a tiny stripe until it got to like the knee, and then it got like a big stripe down to the ankle. And I was like, this looks like a freaking redneck softball team. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe. Um, but it was not a great look. Um, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't think I have any more most importance. I mean, Tennessee just – Tennessee not losing the spring game was nice. And um, – But did and they then, win? Uh, that's the question. They didn't lose, but did they win? Um, no, see, that's the thing. Nobody's no, nothing went terribly wrong, so I'm going to count it as a win. Okay, fair, 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 fair. Um, my first one: Did you see um, Cole Calhoun of the Diamondbacks? No, I did not. Uh, so had a little uh, foul to right field or right field territory, I guess. Oh, I did see. That. And uh, Cole Calhoun goes to to get it, has to reach into the stands, and a little kid actually outbids him for it. Um, and it's just like all star reaction because I mean it's. It's got to be easy to get pissed off in the moment, you know, because there's like, at least they were at Braves. It, at least it wasn't a Diamondbacks fan that caught it. It was a Braves fan. Um, but, you know, typically you see uh, the those guys get pissed off about getting in the way of the catch. Um, so it was cool, like his reaction just to fist bump the kid. Made the kid's day very clearly. Um, you know, just, uh, hey, feel good, feel good. Yeah, you got to want it more. <laughs> exactly. You want that foul ball, you got to go get it. I mean, if he's a Braves fan, he's not going to let you have it. No, no. It was a great one. Uh, my next one, I don't know who the announcer is from Texas Tech. Uh, did you see the foul ball go to the press box in the Texas I Tech? Press yeah, yeah. Game? And hand, he has to get the hand out of pocket and no doubter and even framed it. Even more yeah. of a strike. He, yeah, he got it up in there. And uh, so great play by the Texas Tech play-by-play guy. That's awesome. Um, I think I've got one more. Oh, I got yes. a most. I do have a most important. Sorry. Hey, the University of Tennessee tennis school. Tennis University school, of Tennessee baby. beats Florida, and some controversy down the end. The line judge just being SEC hey. officiating, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> going to Birmingham, you never know what's going to get right. Oh, you we can't get away <laughs> from them. Some some questionable ones, and then a cool video though that got tweeted out. What made me think of it? Um, Lady Vols tennis on the bus. I don't know where they were going. Celebrated on the bus as it went. Love it, baby. One one Tennessee. Yeah, love the, love the dog pile at the end. I think <laughs> it was their first um, SEC championship since 2010. They got to celebrate twice, so that that made it. Oh, Even, yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. That is beautiful. Um, my first one is there was a list that came out. It was the best pizza joints in every Power 5 college town. Tennessee's was Dazzo's. Um, guys, guys, Gavino's is the best pizza in Knoxville. I'm going to tell you right now. It's Gavino's. Um, second, okay, not second. Good greasy pizza, Alidio's. Um, if you want to know pizza, I got you. Just let me know. I'll, I'll get you the right pizza joint. Um, What's the one? 
in the old city. See, that's like drunk pizza, but it is delicious. Uh, that is Da Vinci's. Da Vinci's. That is Vinci's that is good. probably the best drunk pizza I've ever had. It's true. Yeah, I've never. I don't think I've ever had it sober, so I, don't, I couldn't. Like, I say almost died one time. I was kind of like craving it one time. I was like, you know, I could go for some just greasy ass Da Vinci's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, South Coast. You think it's up there for you? South Coast is good. It's not as good as Gavino's. No. Okay. Pro- it's probably te- like in my mind, it's probably better than Alidio's because it's not as greasy. But Alidio's is good. Alidio's is a lot like Da Vinci's. So I had Vino's in not Go Vino's, Vino's in Arkansas this past week, oh, yeah? and it was like one of those just like hole in the wall, like just kind of. Yeah. I mean, not gross, but you're just like, yeah, I probably don't want to like ever See, scrape up this floor. That's the best. That's the best uh, food, though. You go in there, oh, you're like, it was God. delicious. You're like, I don't really want to eat here. <laughs> it was delicious. Yeah, I'll yeah. We it. pulled in, and my buddy that I was with, he was like, I don't know if we should eat here. <laughs> I was like, if we go in and it it looks like somewhere we shouldn't be, then we'll leave. <laughs> And it was it was teetering to that point. You're like, yeah. but as soon as you walk in, they're like, "What do you what do you want to order?" And we're like, "Oh, um, um, okay, yeah, sure, let's order." <laughs> so they kind of sucker you in. Like if you're through the doors, yeah. you're in there. I like that. That's a good strategy. Um, but this is why this is it's my most important because it has Alabama listed with Chuck E. Cheese. You know. I saw that, which is very interesting. Apparently, then the response was from the person that made this list. I just picked somewhere that the college kids like to go. <laughs> Why are college kids hanging out at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> oh my god! I was like, yeah, ah, stars on the line, bro. <laughs> that's not a great look at all. Uh, yeah. Also, I didn't even know Chuck E. Cheese is open. How many filed for bankruptcy like 85 times? Do they what not get a little suspicious down? when they see like 80 college kids just walking through there all the time? Yeah. Get go get them a grow up and get a Dave and Busters and spend money like a real adult. Cheap ass Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, you don't have tokens. We have cards now. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, fell the week. Fell the week. Um, I have a Georgia softball. Okay. So they hit a home run, but the girl who hits a home run jumps over home plate and doesn't touch it. And she is called out. No. So what what constant like when do they get out? Don't they have to get to the dugout first? I think they like they they went and either I I don't I don't know exactly what happened in this situation, but yeah, either they tag her. Or they like check it, and if she's like out of the baseline, gotcha, she's gotcha. out. She if she's giving herself up, she's out. Gotcha. Okay. Dang, that sucks. I think it was Texas. Did you see that one girl hit a home run? Oh, you know who it is. Who? This is Justin Fields' sister. Who did it? That's why his draft stock went down. Because <laughs> I just read the comment underneath it. It said, interesting, her and her brother both suck on the big stage. Dang, golly. That's, that's terrible. I'll never say that. But 
That's hilarious. That is hilarious. I, I won't lie. That's hilarious. Um, okay. Fail of the week. Uh, I think I've just got, I think I have two. My first one, I don't know, most important fail maybe. Did you see the fight in Miami airport? God, no. <laughs> There's a fight in Miami airport. First off, takes police officers. Wait, like uh, It was a minute and a half video, and not a single security guard or police officer is in sight. And these dudes are just beating the piss out of each other. Like one dude's getting ganked probably like in terms of like, I mean, there are like three guys on top of them. Um, and yeah. And then one guy's just like, guys, this is an airport. (laughs) (laughs) This is a Wendy's. What are you doing? (laughs) And I'm kind of with him. Like what made you so mad in baggage claim that you guys are throwing fisticuffs? Yeah. I mean, dude, Put your belt back on. It's okay. It <laughs> seems like one of the worst places to fight, too. You're like, mm, right outside baggage claim 11. Let's just go at it. Did you touch my bag? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Sir, what is going it's on? a black bag with wheels on it. It looks like every other black bag with wheels on it. No clue, like, what's going on. But so yeah, I, had to pick, I had to pick <clears> up my bag, video. and they had to send it to Knoxville. We had a connecting oh. box. So they sent it to Knoxville, so I had to pick it up. And um, did they like lose it? Like, or no, they, they just had to put it, I guess, somewhere because it had like come through, so they had to put it somewhere. So I just had to ask them about it. And she was like, Oh, what does your bag look like? I was like, It's black. And she's like, Oh, and it has wheels on it, doesn't it? And I was like, <laughs> Yikes. What are they wanting you to say? It's an eight pocket bag. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> It has my name on it. It like, looks like luggage. I don't know. I can tell you what's in it. I understand her frustration, but I also don't like. Maybe don't ask that question. Like you should have asked that and been like, "Okay, yeah, you're right. Good point." <laughs> as soon as she said it, I was like, "You know, that's probably a stupid thing to just have a black bag like everybody else." But you know, it is what it is. It's all can afford. It was a gift. It was a gift. It was a Christmas gift. I don't know. Time, I have a blue one that I fly with. Yeah, there's a lot of blue ones too. Exactly. So it's like, what color do you get? That's bright pink. <laughs> that nice. I saw a lot of people. They like tie a bow on it. So I mean, maybe it it looks a little different. Yeah, but I'm kind of with you. Just be like, hey, uh, my name's on it. You can go on the luggage tags. But also, like, if that bow comes off at any point, then you're like, oh, God, I lost my bag because yeah. I think you have a bow on it. So, there you go. Yeah, that's a – I'm with – yeah, stupid question. Maybe maybe dumb. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, whatever. Sorry, I'm on, I'm on her side. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm on your side, but also I'm on her side a little bit. But I'm also yeah. on the side of – don't ask the question. That was a dumb question. <laughs> yeah. Very dumb question. Um can't really give a smart answer to it guys we appreciate y'all listening we'll be back wednesday i believe um if not we'll be back sunday we'll be back that's the point uh it's gonna be hey this is the grind now we we gotta get to there's officially no football left um good news is baseball plenty of baseball left uh we expect them to be playing well into june and uh you know plenty plenty of that hopefully maybe booking our speaking of flights maybe looking at omaha um omaha and um that's what we need to do we need to here, Tony, Tony V, we need you to get to Omaha. We need to interview. We need to set up an interview with Peyton in Omaha. With Tony V. 
Yeah, but yeah, sure. I mean, bring the whole group. But um, we are going to do that that baseball roundtable one day. We need to get it going. I, you know, it might be a good thing to do. I, you know, maybe let them take a vacation, but maybe see if we can get them after the season. Kind of just talk the season. Yeah, talk, just talk about a national championship and yeah, exactly. It'd be fun. Be real fun. You have anything else? That's it, guys. Always appreciate y'all hanging out. Um, can't wait to be back. Yeah, go balls. Play Lipskin on Tuesday, going to get the dub, and then we play Kentucky on Thursday. Also, you know, f- football has ended for the spring, but, you know, recruiting is going to pick up here in June. So uh, we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about throughout this offseason. So stay with us. The kids can get back on camp. Like, you can have official visits in June, right? Yes. Yep. Excellent. Everything's open back up in June, as of now. I guess they could <laughs> yeah, that's technically close up. But yeah, as of now. Guys, that's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.